rant let's, about your let's, boy. Let's just talk about last stock. night. Stock. You want to stock about oh last God, night? I hate you so much. Stock about it. All right, fine. So I was at... You said I grew up in the boonies. Uh, you did, all right? You're from... That's You're literally from a cornfield. I, you are, I, I grew that's up fine. a mile hey. away from a very vast cornfield, and then like a, a mile, mile away. Half, two miles away from another very vast cornfield. You have to turn into a cornfield to get into your subdivision. I think if Steve's from the boonies, that means that Tommy might be from... Chicago. Might, no, you might be from like the actual waspiest. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love hey, that. That's uh, that's been that's a label true. that you've put on Tommy like twice now in the past week, and really? it's really funny. Yeah, I don't know why why we were talking about it, but yeah, you called me a wasp. A wasp. Sting. I'm not even, bro. I'm not Anglo-Saxon. So, uh, last night. Last night. I was at the Jackie Robinson game. Yes, you were. Anderson, three for four. I low-key kind of envy that you were able to go to the game. Dude, it's, it's a good cool. game to go to. Not the only lie. game I've been to this year was a complete and absolute slaughtering. Yes. Uh, so so you, if we lose tonight, there's something wrong with you, yep. not the baseball It's on team. me. It's definitely on me. <laughs> I should not go to any more games this year. Stop. I, I don't want to be lonely, though. Okay, so... Let's talk about it, though. Last yep. night, I had a hard time telling which Royal was which because of the 42s everywhere. No right. lie. That was annoying. I was like, is that Whit Merrifield? No, that's eyebrows. Wait, that's... Uh, oh, that's the pitcher, Phil Meyer. Okay, that whole game, it was horrible. But um, the real highlight, my boy. Oh, God. Here we go. We're getting on the well the bandwagon, bandwagon, baby. Coming up, coming back. <laughs> Okay, so he did throw a ball into center field trying to he catch had a t- outside of the one home run <laughs> in on. absolute terrible nope. game. That's not true. He got somebody he caught somebody stealing at second. It was uh he caught I don't even remember who it was. Some Joe Schmo. Adalberte Mondesi, maybe Adelberto that Alberto <laughs> Mondesi, baby. <laughs> exactly what I mean. Some Joe Schmo. He doesn't even <laughs> Some Joe Schmo. So he kills us in the first series, but now he's been cut down. And uh, he didn't even have that great of a game last last night because, uh, you know, I think Castillo was, had his number behind the plate, just saying. Got that di- two-run dinger, the the uh, g- game-winning two-run dinger in the eighth. Are you kidding me? So I can't argue, obviously, against a game-winning Hold on, no, you just said you can't argue with me. That's that's I mean, all I need to hear. That's all I need to I hear. I will argue with you on how bad of a baseball player he is. <laughs> so uh, when I sent you a screenshot last night, Okay. Of Wellington, Te- Wellington Castillo's year, year stats, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Come At that me. point, his batting average was below one, right? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> He's made it up above one. He's at a point uh, one. He's at a one oh seven batting average. Okay. And you know, I always say batting average is overrated, right? Yeah, so he's great. OB, OBP is still 324. Because he's is got those walks, baby. Good. It is not good. Well, OBP 324. Slugging is 214. Imagine if he didn't hit that home run. How abysmal <laughs> that slugging percentage would be, right? So, that being said, uh, OP, like OPS plus, right? And a stat that I love, right? You're a little too obsessed. I love OPS Plus because it shows you what he's doing compared to the league average in the amount of runs he's creating, right? Okay. 54. 100 is the league average, Tom. 54. (laughs) I think that's the same OPS Plus that 
James McCann had last year. Okay, so here's the deal. So we got two booty here's catchers is what you're trying to tell me? Here's where I'm at right now. I can't hop on this Wellington Castillo bandwagon with you, and I never will. He's going to hit a dinger until tonight. Until he proves himself, okay? I, oh. I am almost debating if last night's win is worth getting an Oh, w, my God. So I didn't have to put up with this Wellington Castillo You would rather the White Sox lose right now. That's that's a bad fan. That's a bad fan. I'm going to call you out for it right now. I, I can't deal with the Wellington Castillo bandwagon it's nonsense. It's real right He's now. He's still a real. bad player. He is still <laughs> a bad player, hey, period. Wait, did we check the lineups? Is he playing? By the way, I don't know how we haven't mentioned this tonight yet tonight. We are going to the game tonight. We are going to the game tonight. The boys are going out. And not only that, this is not only our first pregame recording, Tom, but tell everybody where we're at. We're at the Mitchell's Tap in Bridgeport. We are. And it's freaking lit. 3356 South Halstead. Uh, we are on the outside patio area right now. All by ourselves. They got all us by set our up. They, like, they did. were taking they care of were us. They extremely welcoming to us. So shout out to the fine people at Mitchell's Tap for hosting us, willing to host us, and let us record this podcast here. Because we're super excited to be here. We got $5 Chicago, draft, or $5 Chicago craft beers. Yes. Um tall boy cans and personally i depending on the beer i would almost rather have it in a 16 ounce can than in a quote-unquote pint glass because pint glasses thank you because pint glasses usually unless it's a true pint glass they're only 14 ounces fun fact that is a fun fact and my deal is not the quantity i just sometimes like you never know if if the bar's not popping Sometimes those those tapped beers have been sitting there for a long time because that's a full keg they got to go through that bar. So hey, I'm gonna be real. When I worked in Lincoln Square, we were not selling those beers very often. So the tapped beer that you were getting from us, not fresh. Yeah, you'd better get the can instead, this can bro. This can was ice cold. It was literally there was like I, I honestly felt like a little bit of like an ice chunk yes. on the side of of my can went before I popped it open. So shout out to the fine folks at Mitchell's Tap for hosting us. Shout out to the guy in the alley that just revved his engine big time. Absolutely. <laughs> and we're here. A little bit of pregame episode, and yeah. hopefully we bring home another W against Kansas City today, right? Hey, this is a, what is it, a stretch of 15 games that's, like, real easy on us. So we got to we gotta go hard in these this three series in a row that we had. That it's uh, Kansas City, Detroit, and uh, Baltimore. Oh, so we better – we're going to sweep all three. Yeah, we have Baltimore on the road and Baltimore at home. Hey, although I will say Baltimore looking pretty scary. Chris Davis hit a home run. Uh-oh. His <laughs> Beware, he broke the streak. <laughs> he broke the streak. Before you know it, get down, Daniel Polka is going to catch up to him. Oh, my God. Speaking of, bro, he was cheeks last night. And we'll definitely get into that more. Yeah, we will. But yeah. all that being said – Coming to you from the backyard of Mitchell's Pub in Bridgeport, this is the Sons of Hanukkah podcast. On today's episode, we'll cover coaching and bullpen woes, hear drunk shy Sox fans, list of standouts, good and bad, a quick Minoso minute from Hot Take Tommy, and pre and post game from our first outing to the ballpark as a Sons of Hanukkah crew. All presented to you by The Loop Sports and sponsored by 26 Shirts and SeatGeek. Issue 
that I wanted to bring to uh, all of our attention here. Absolutely. You know the uh, the uh, laundry list of guys that <laughs> that I that laundry list of bullpen guys, right? <laughs> the aforementioned uh, <clears throat> a laundry list of guys is not doing so hot. Um, and I think a lot of that falls on those guys themselves. Yeah, obviously right. they're not throwing strikes. They're not doing this, that, or the other thing. They're walking guys in when the bases are loaded. Not pretty. For sure. Barfable offense, right? Yeah. But um, I think the issue is, uh, I've seen this like, I think three or four times for sure now. Ricky's leaving these starters in too long. It's fair. I mean, he doesn't want to tax that bullpen or go to that bullpen that's been so bad. Right? Yes. That's part of it. Yes, that is part of it. But here's here's my deal. And um, I was going off last episode about how uh, people were mad that Rodon was in too long. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Rodon went another 110 pitches uh, his next outing. And I was okay that he went that long those two games. But we're talking other pitchers, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, last night – no, last night he actually did it right. The night – before the game before that we had um hit me with it uh, i'm talking about sunday against the yankees yes we had uh, 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 uh i was drinking at the airport <laughs> it was lopey right it was, uh no we had rodan on the mound on sunday so we had uh friday with g Lito start against the yanks he gets through uh five innings squeaks by gets through four four innings uh, he, he did okay throughout the first four meh Squeaks by, right? Yeah. Like, and you're thinking... And then inning five. He comes out, and my thoughts are, dude, he barely survived the last inning. Why are you rolling him back out there? Why don't you have somebody just, like, you have a clean slate, a new inning, bring a guy in. It's way easier for pitchers to come in at the start of an inning when yeah. there's no damage done. And then... And like he, we were saying, though, we don't want to tax the bullpen. Number yeah, okay. One, especially when they're bad, that's, right? That's fine. And number two... But you've got... Um, you're expecting your starter to go five innings, right? You are, but when they suck and they're not on that day, they suck and they're not on that day. You have long relief for long relievers that are actually doing pretty well right now, especially with your man Ban Manny, Manny Ban came out last night and did great, but I'll get to that later. Firm believer in Manny Ban. Yeah, he's. I mean, not as a starter. Don't. I know. We'll a talk lot about people, that. I, that's fine. That's fine. But he's a great long reliever right now for us. I like that. You can um, bring Fulmer back up, honestly, because hey, Ooh. He, hold on, hold on. Uh oh. He had one good outing, but uh, okay, we'll talk about this though. We got Do long relievers. Carson Fulmer believer. We, on the other side <laughs> of the table here. As a long reliever, okay. So we got like a couple long relievers that are doing okay. We've got you know people that can get us a couple outs in Jace Fry. Um, Aaron Burr has been. Aaron Burr. Ryan Burr has been struggling. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. Seventeen seventy six. <laughs> but okay, so that Friday we we have we have uh, G Lito coming in one extra inning that he should not have come in that inning that inning that fifth inning ended up being a four run inning I believe. Okay. Uh, you're talking about the Yankees game on on Friday uh, on. Yeah, yeah. Friday was that Friday? Yeah. And the then G- the G Lito start. Yeah. The start just before that with Lopez, he comes out uh, in the in the fourth inning. Well, that's a situation too where he was getting shelled the first three innings, and that's a, that that I will agree is a situation where you shouldn't have brought him out. You for should four. not bring him out for the fourth inning. And it wasn't a ball game to begin with. We absolutely got rocked that game, but that's that's an example where you should be able to tell. Yeah, you're between a rock and a hard place. I get it, but that like why are you rolling this guy out for another inning? All he's gonna have is sh- like a shell shocked experience next time he's out. 
which we're about to go experience <laughs> tonight. Hey, I hope not. <laughs> I'm, I'm praying so, that G- or, uh, Lopez gets that, that first quality start. Yeah, because he, I, I don't want He's him due. to be shell He is due. He's due. So we'll, let's put it in that in that spotlight. But And then uh, last example I have of this where he's just leaving guys in too long is actually last night with Manny Van Huelos. So Mm -hmm. I I was talking to you like he's doing a good job, but here's the deal. Why does he need to be out there in the eighth inning? Why does he need to be out there in the eighth inning? He did not uh, get any damage done to him, so, like, that's great. But here's what happened. He was uh, used properly as the long man, which I'm happy for. He came in in, in like, the fifth inning or the fourth. Yeah, it was the fifth inning last night. And uh, got us into the eighth. He, uh, he came in top six. Irvin Santana went five, right? Uh, okay. I was uh, uh, drinking at that point, so I'm not. <laughs> 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 Irvin not Santana went five. <laughs> the five-six inning uh, line was not very clear for me. Um, but he came in uh, as the long reliever at the right time, I thought. They didn't try to stretch Irving well, longer. Well, no, for than sure. And, well, Irvin Santana goes five, right? And, yes. I mean, I out of a guy like Irvin Santana, I think that's what you want out of him, right? Yes. It, it, especially when his pitch count gets high early. I mean, if he can stretch it to six and his pitch count isn't that high, sure. But then let's think about a guy like Manny Vanuelos, right? Okay, yeah. he comes in for the six, he comes in for the seventh, right? Yeah. And the problem's coming in what inning? The next inning. Right, like, the, the eighth, right? And so he walks the first guy and he here's sees. my problem, and I'm going to divert this back all the way to the – the open the Cleveland Indians home opener, right? right. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. we had a game where should have won that game. We're not using guys in the bullpen properly. Mm-hmm. It's the eighth inning. You have a two-run lead, and I mean, in this situation, the White Sox didn't have a two-run lead; they were tied, yeah. right? But you're still in a position to win a ball game. Why are you not bringing out your eighth inning guy and your ninth inning guy? Thank you. The use of the bullpen has been so abysmal this year, and I don't know who that is to blame. Whether who's who's calling the shots, whether that's Don Cooper or whether that's Ricky Renteria. Probably a mix. Personally, I think they're both on the hot seat, especially when it comes to Cooper. I mean, he's been a pitching coach with the White Sox since 2001. This is his 17th year. That's which Pardon is me, un- 2002. Of, so 17th un- year heard of in the Major League Baseball. It's too much. It's crazy. You have to think the White Sox manager at that time was Jerry Manuel. He survived the Mary, Jerry, Jerry Manuel firing. Wow. He survived the Ozzie Guillen firing. He survived the Robin Ventura firing. There's no way. There's no way that a, a coach, a, a, a si- like a, a specialty coach, should be lasting this long when you're seeing the constant struggles that a certain department of your team is facing. There's a reason why the White Sox are bottom three in ERA right now in the MLB. And the blame has to go somewhere. If you want to blame it on young talent, fine. But who is supposed to develop that young talent? Why have the White Sox constantly been bottom 10 in ERA over the past three, four years. Now, right? I'll, t- I'll tell you he's getting, I'll tell you why he's getting the pass right now. He's given credit for developing Chris Sale, which is not fair. Like, I mean, yeah, and, and guys that they've picked up randomly out of, out of free agency and yes. then traded, right? And he's given, he's given credit for Xavier Cedeno. He's given credit for uh, Soria. Soria. He's, he's given credit for guys, I mean, data even back a couple more years with like guys like Anthony Swarzak. Yeah, right? no, guys absolutely. Guys who came, came in. Tyler Clifford. They were, yeah, they were an absolute mess, and they 
pitched really well with the White Sox and then got traded off, right? But that's how, how do we know that is how much of that is Coop, right? So how how can right. you like identify it solely as don't take my beer? Hey, hold on, you get your beers across the table. I'm gonna there hide we this. Go. You better hide All that. Right. You, um, you know me. I know. I know. You know me. <laughs> so um, okay, so Coop definitely. 17 years is too long. Love you. Did great things for us. Architect of 05 and all those complete games and beautiful like pitching. But yep. hey, 17 years. There's you know how much has changed in baseball since then? Come on. There's no way this guy absolutely it, like with his <laughs> southern accent and his backwards thinking. Exactly. Sometime. I mean, we yeah. we sat down and we've watched games from the 2005 World Series. Yeah. Right. The game is just so different. So different. So different. Worlds apart. So he's given too much credit for these things that, like, you can't solely pin on him. And that's why he's still with us. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, it, it's – he's more on the hot seat for me than Ricky. And you know I'm, I'm a bit of a Ricky supporter. But even now with this bullpen usage, I'm, like, sick of it, bro. Because I'm telling you, last night with Manny Benuelos, he, he walks the first guy. He was saved by that from your mans, Wellington Castillo and uh, Tim Anderson, getting a caught stealing at second. So that was the first out. Then uh, he gets a strikeout. You know, hey, he got through that, that next batter. But, like, Lucas Duda with warning track power was the only thing that saved him to get him out of that inning. Right. So he, he like, walks, gets a lucky out. Strikes a guy out and then gets another lucky out that should have been a dinger. Yeah, that was misuse of the bullpen. He should not have been there in the eighth inning. You need the uh, uh, Kelvin Herrera out there to set up for Colomay. Come Absolutely. on, that's like it's long reliever. You got your setup guy and you got your closer. You got that's it's the simplest thing. Come on, Ricky. Okay, so starter, long reliever, setup, close. Right. What the heck? Yeah. And, he, and and oh, and your lefty specialist in there for you know that situation but you have those pieces i know how to use them why don't you guys know how to? i'm not even for a, sure <laughs> i'm not even a baseball like stats statistician Absolutely. whatever come on and you have to think about too uh, i'm gonna drive this back to 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 cooper yes and to the development of players um sure maybe he has had some success with developing veterans mm -hmm. especially he he compares his pitchers and he and he doesn't He's not picking out the individual things that each pitcher needs to work on. Um, he's talking about with, especially with Lopez, like he's not commanding the fastball enough. He's not getting counts in his favor. Da, 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 da. That's what happens when he's not good. It's the same thing that happens to Giolito when he's not good. It's the same thing that happens to Carlos when he's go not going good. Yep. Like. There are individual things that each of these pitchers need to work on. Yeah. If he breaks down the statistics, if he breaks down the pitching, if he breaks down the situations, he'll be able to recognize that. The problem is Cooper's not doing that. Um, He's painting him with a broad brush. Right. And I think that comes when you are in a comfortable position being in your 17th full season as the Thank White Sox pitching yeah, coach. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> and uh, the offhand comments, too, are, uh, by Cooper are just insane. Like, I... I'm still <laughs> having a hard time understanding that this quote right here, uh, at the end of this article. This um, is the part in the Cooper language right part. here. When you're going good, you're not that fucking good, Cooper said. But when you're going bad, you're not that bad. That's fucking Satchel Page there, and that's wisdom. What? Take. I mean, like, even if I was thinking, like, hey, maybe if you put that in the context of the interview, that makes sense. 
but no, it doesn't make sense still. <laughs> like, no. I, I want him to, like, sit down with us and be like, can you just walk me through what the heck you were trying to say there? So how much do you think this also, I know we talked about this earlier, and I was like, oh, wow, you're finally coming around, Tom. <laughs> what uh, What are your thoughts on Ricky right now? In his Oof, role in all yeah. Of this? So, hey, I, uh, I give a, Ricky a lot of credit for... Um, same thing that we're giving undue credit to uh, Coop for, development of young players. Um, and, I mean, right now it's just like it seems like he has – he's a manager of a losing ball club. and that's He's always been a manager and of that's, a losing ball club. And that's what I'm something saying. I tried to say a long time ago. And it's it's like it's kind of showing rearing its ugly head here because I thought like you know he'd be able to turn the page uh, a little bit this season and then get into next season and say like all right yeah. now we're winners but I don't know if he is yeah. fitted in the in the short sample size that is the front half of the, the front half the front uh, fifteen games of the season here or whatever it absolutely. is absolutely we're so early first tenth of the season so that small of a sample size mind you he has not been using that bullpen like we've been saying correctly and he's the lineups man the lineups no i just things such as i mean we're gonna get in this too but the the people that are in the lineup on a daily basis or even a semi uh regular basis it it's baffling to me there there should there should be people that are on the bench regularly polka and we're definitely going to get into that. We are going to talk about that, um, man. So, uh, but it, it's just, it's mind-blowing to me. And it's uh, its just not wise managing situ- situations. Um, I mean, yeah, he has his moments where he pinch hits Cordell, right? And he hits that bomb. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> but especially when it comes to the pitching staff, Ricky, Don, there's got to be some responsibility put on somebody. Please. Um, and somebody's somebody's got to own up for the mistakes and the just the poor decisions that are being made. We of White Sox Nation are speaking out about it. I want to see something change. On the chopping block. <laughs> Who's it going to be? <laughs> One of the other guys. Um, and you know what? Hey, like I think uh, Ricky's got more to show for it than, uh, than, than Coop. And I, I, hey. Don't get me wrong. I love Coop for what he's done for us in the past. But there's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. We all loved Ozzy. We all loved Greg Walker. Thank you. Yes, yes. But it's like, it's it's just time. It's a time and a place. I don't think it's time yet for Ricky, like everybody else does. Give him another half a season, boys. Another half a season. All right? Here we go. And <laughs> everybody's going to come at me for that, but I don't care. Like, I think he's got something to, something to prove for us here and I think he's gonna do it but right now it's not looking so good SeatGeek is a ticket search engine that never loses sight of the fan experience simply go to their website type in the name of your team and choose the date you're looking to attend SeatGeek will present you with a graphic chart of the stadium where you can then choose your seats and tickets based on a score system that determines the best value. If you've never used SeatGeek before, we've partnered with them to give you a great deal. Apply the coupon code THELOOPSPORTS at checkout and take $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek, a $50 night for two at the ballpark 
becomes $30 or a $23 trip by yourself becomes just three with the coupon code the loop sports. You have no excuse not to go and root for your favorite team. Just apply the code the loop sports at checkout and have a great time on us. Thank you to SeatGeek for partnering us, partnering with us here at the loop sports. So Tom, one of my favorite video games playing as a kid was okay. this game uh, NHL 2002. There's this line in the video game when uh, any uh, any player scores a hat trick, and it's like, all things are better in threes. Everything's better in threes. Uh, and one of the funny things that they mentioned is Kevin Costner baseball movies. I just really think <laughs> about that line all the time. Um, but we're going to do a little segment right now, Tom, called Everything's Better in Threes all right. segment. Okay? So I'm going to do four different little tidbits. Um, so... I'll just run down the list right now. Three most impressive players from the year. Uh, three guys to be most hesitant about. Uh, three guys that got to go. So either yep. DFA or uh, down in tri- back down in AAA. Yep. Or three guys that should be called up uh, by late July. Okay? Let's um, do it. I made these actually a couple days ago, uh, but I think my lists basically stayed the same. Um, so we're going to start, Tom, with the list of um, three most impressive players. Uh, my list starts with TA. Thank you. I then was, it goes. Yeah, it then it goes to, to Yo-Yo, and mm-hmm. my third is actually Carlos Rodon. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna owe me a six-pack, baby. Breaking, uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Right. Right now, he's been impressive. Right. So is I may two seven. I the, uh, may. ERA? I may owe you. What? What is the number? Three two seven. Three two seven. We're cutting it close. So cutting it close. That's a point uh, two buffer that he's got. Uh, could change throughout the season. We're only a few starts in. So all that being said, Tom, um, first off with T.A., that's an obvious one, right? Oh, my God. Leading the major leagues in average. Um, but he's really he's been – Average s- is an overrated stat. He's been extremely solid in the se- uh, in, in the field. Um, and in addition to that, I know you just, you just went back at me and made fun uh-huh. of me by saying average is an overrated stat. <laughs> but if you look at his slugging, not so much his on-base percentage. There's not really much of a difference between his on-base percentage and his um, – average because he doesn't walk a ton yeah um, but if you look at things such as slugging percentage which i think are extremely important or ops uh-huh. on base plus slugging we're seeing you know doubles top, top 10 top 10 in the league right doubles baby, um, doubles which is huge uh something i did not expect out of tim anderson this year extremely impressive right yo-yo same thing right mm-hmm. average isn't obviously as high as TAs, but if you look actually at his OPS, uh, going into last night, I'm not sure what it is after last night, but going into last night, he actually had a higher OPS than um, than TA, um, and that's just because TA or Yo-Yo is going to be that that guy that's going to be giving you extra base hits, that's going to power the ball, that's going to hit the ball hard. We already know that, right? Yes, um, we've talked about that. Like that's just never going to change. That's who he is. He hits sure. the ball hard. That is the breed of baseball he's been raised in, right um and my last one is Rodon um yeah I know he had um he had a rough first start um opening day in Kansas City yeah uh and and saying rough as well is kind of tough because yeah. I think a lot of people rag on him for that first start but he 
despite errors, despite mm -hmm. what was going on around him, he settled in and he took care of business. He only had two earned runs. Yes. Um, that original stat line that said he had three earned runs was actually wrong. Like, two earned runs, they counted that error. Um, three runs, two earned. Right, exactly. Um, the second start, remind me, Tom, was against, do you remember this? Cleveland, wasn't it? It was. It was against Cleveland. Yeah. That's right. I was at work that entire day, yeah. and I was super busy that day at work, so I wasn't able to watch it. Sliders, um, baby, sliders. Three, three earned, uh, but against a lineup like Cleveland, um, and I know they have some Without injuries. Lindor. I know that without Lindor, without Salazar, without, um, you know, yeah. Brantley, because he's gone. Right. <laughs> um, they're missing a couple pieces here, but with that being said, it's still a pretty dangerous lineup, and you're on the road. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's uh, in the home opening stand, not the right. home opening game. In their home, home opening, opening stand. stand, right? I mean, that's still like the second game, second game that they're at home, and people are getting settled in, and I mean, that's still an impressive start to get that that win in Cleveland. Yeah. And um, um, the third start, um, we've got against New York, right? Mm -hmm. Another start on the road, tough situation. Sliders, baby, sliders. And he's really he's really utilizing his pitch as well. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that people have been a little bit critical of him on is he's not pitching first pitch strikes. But all that being said, too, he's able to work his, his way back into the count, and he's really utilizing sliders, uh, breaking balls specifically, um, into his repertoire a lot more this year, which I'm really, really impressed with. If we're going to talk about uh, Don Cooper on the hot seat and you're coming at me with first pitch strike being the most important thing in baseball – that's a Don Cooper thing, if there absolutely. ever was one. No, so I, it's not necessary. Fagan totally brought that up in the athletic article. <laughs> and uh, hey, I didn't even read it, so I might as well be James Fagan, is what I'm saying. Really? Yes. Call, call me crazy. Mr. Analytics, right? <laughs> That's you. Uh, three guys to be most hesitant about. Yomer, Giolito, yeah. and Lopez. Mm -hmm. Those are my three of most hesitant guys. Remember, if you have somebody that you think should be replaced on this list of being hesitant about, you let me know. Um, I, Yom I can't argue. Yomer is an obvious one. It's yeah. a concern. Um, he can't hit at the plate. He's terrible at base running. Uh, he's been awful in the field. Um, he has his games. Recency um, bias, last night, he got his first RBI, right? which is bad that it took first that long. First RBI. And it was a ground-out RBI. Game 15. It was yeah. It, it was, was actually it was a double. It was a double at play that ball. Rate, at that rate, he's going to have twelve or thirteen RBI this year, which is thank you for wow. That's horrible. It, it, he's not major league material. He should not be no. playing. In, not right now. On a major league ball club right now. Period. End of discussion. Yes. Last um, year he was good. This year, gotta go. Yeah. Moving on. Giolito. Um, I know we mm. were we were hyped as hell after the first start in Kansas we City. We really, right? really were. So if you look at the stats, <laughs> he owns Kansas City. Yeah. He absolutely owns Kansas City. He's mm. never lost Kansas City. His ERA is, I think, around or below three. I think it's below three. Wow. Um, yeah. All that being said, it it's it's insane. Um, but with that being said, too. He's just not consistent enough. No. Period. End of discussion. Same thing that we had last year with him. He's just not consistent. Right. Um, he's really got to make some changes. Uh, I was especially watching that Yankees game where he, he got absolutely shelled. Now, mind you, I know the Yankees have, have some good bats in their lineup. Yeah. But they're banged up. 
Yeah. They're banged up. So imagine... A, no like, Didi. Imagine no Aguilar. Wait, wow. That was the... <laughs> no, no <laughs> I'm Aguilar. trying to say the uh, third... Uh, Anduar. Thank you. Th- Anduar. Anduar. Wow. And then uh, no John Carlos Stan. Yeah. Either. Um, so imagine that lineup as stacked as it is. And then thinking about those guys out of the lineup, we've got guys that, like... Number one, you're replacing them with guys that really aren't that good. No. And then think about other major league lineups. Even if you take those guys out, I mean that's a, that's a par to subpar yeah, that's, major that's league an lineup. Average at best lineup, right. exactly. And he's still getting shelled. Yes. Uh, so th- it's really concerning to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the third one, and it's this guy that we've already talked about a little bit, is is Reynaldo Lopez, who yep. we were really hype on going into. Oh, we were so hyped going into the season. Go going into the regular season, thinking that you know what he he finally you know obviously he had his beginning, uh, first season r- rookie technically rookie woes, um, getting settled in, finding what kind of pitch sequences work for him. He was our best pitcher last year. All in all, he was. Yes. All in all, he was. If you, especially if you take April and most of May out of con- out of the consideration, yeah. yes, Reynaldo Lopez was our best pitcher last year. Um, but thinking about that, too, I mean, he, he's been abysmal this year, and I know in the uh, athletic article that we've been referencing today, we with Don Cooper cussing. <laughs> yep, uh, we we've talked about how, or it talks about how Lopez does not pitch well in cold weather, but that's a big concern in Chicago. Yeah, you're that, gonna have yeah. cold weather in April. You're gonna have cold weather in, in May. Sometimes <laughs> we can't just send them down you're to the minors. You're gonna have the cold of weather year. sometimes in September and especially in October. Yeah, when it comes to playoff time. Um, so this is a guy I'm hesitant about. This is a guy that every time I read a scouting report on him, it's his peak is is being a four or five guy. So once again, I once again when we think about the future of the White Sox, I I think so much and and banking so much on guys like Kopech and Dylan Cease and even guys like uh, Jimmy Lambert, uh, who's in Double A right now, to yeah. really pick up pick up the slack. And th- what's cool about Jimmy Lambert is that he uh, he's got a lot of hype from the guys in the organization. Not a lot of hype from the media, but the guys, w- the White Sox players in the organization. <laughs> That's way more him. important to me. Yeah. That's way more Absolutely. important to me. Those are the guys that see him on a day-to-day basis or see what kind of stuff and he has. See, and see what his work ethic is, too, because that's not something that you can necessarily see from a media perspective. Absolutely. Um, so the next part of this segment is three guys that got to go. Got to go. Um, Ryan Burr. Yikes. Daniel Polka. Yikes. And Irvin Santana made my list. Now, mind Swerving you, Irvin. I made, I, uh, Swerving Irvin. I made this list a couple days ago. Uh, I'm actually going to start from the back and then work my way to the front. Yeah, okay? let's go. I'm going to start with Irvin Santana. Yeah. Um, this is a guy that I made this list a couple days ago. Obviously, we got a not a quality start on yeah, him. No, it wasn't we got great. We have five innings, three earned. It's not great. And it's against Kansas City. Right, so this is why he still stays in my three guys that gotta go list. Um, he had a three-run inning against him. I think that it's bad. Here's the thing: if you think about guys that could be your fifth starter, whether this is Manny Benuelos, whether this is Manny Benuelos, whether this is Dylan Cease, <laughs> whether this is uh, whoever it is, um, whoever you're bringing up, yeah, right, uh, even Dylan Covey. Um, there, there's got to okay. be somebody that's going to bring, <laughs> b- 
bring more to the plate than a soft tossing 90 mile an hour down the middle fastball than Irvin Santana. Irvin Santana can't hit spots. No, he, from, he's, yeah. from the starts that and I've seen him pitch. He doesn't have his, the movement it used to or have. Or even from the highlights. Like, I, I watched his, his first start. I saw the highlights from last night. He cannot hit spots, no. period. And when he's not hitting spots, it's not necessarily walks sometimes, even though there were a ton of them last night. Uh, yeah. First batter walks uh, from <laughs> Urban Santana as well as the rest of our pitchers. Yeah, but Don, what are you doing? Exactly. But there's also a concern with he's going to groove fastballs. And that's the last thing you want when you're only pitching 90, 91 miles an hour tops. <laughs> um, that's dinger central is what that is. I think that's that's solid enough argument. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's why we're going to coin the, the nickname Swerving Irvin. Swerving Irvin. He can't hit his spots. He's swerving everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> uh, my next one is Daniel Polka. Uh, he's over. He's still over. And I know on, this, that he's not an everyday starter. He that's fine. He's but he's over 29. I don't know how right? he keeps getting walks. It's baffling me. He's an over player. There looking for him. He's going up there looking for him. <laughs> it's ridiculous. At this point, when you have this kind of when you have the kind of slugging success that you had last year. Yeah. And then you know that's the only way that you're going to get the ball like when you're gonna, the only way you're going to get a hit. <laughs> The only way it's not going to get caught or it's going to end up in and out, you're either looking for that home run pitch yep. or you're looking for walks. And yeah. right now, he's probably up there looking for walks, to be honest with you. Um, my last one is Ryan Burr. Yeah. Um, Got to love the ASU pride from Ryan Burr. <laughs> Got to love that he follows our Instagram account. Yep, we like him. Um, <laughs> but it's been abysmal. It's, it's been yeah, absolutely it's been abysmal. Um, you could have been. He's had a couple good, like one or two good spots, but that's it. Yeah, um, I especially made this list after the Saturday Yankees game. Yeah. I made this list on Sunday, and the the Saturday Yankees game was, was the the pinnacle for me. Of was that his first Nova, time in Yankee Stadium? I I yes, I think that was his first appearance in Yankee Stadium. So there could be jitters unless associated was, with that, but unless still, unless he was in on Friday, but I can't remember. Um, so, with that being said, though, you're in a situation where yes, Nova left one on base. Or one that you're not responsible for. That's fine. Should have taken Nova out early. Just but saying. No, no, no. Then I mean, what? Burr starts the inning. I mean, with with bases not, with nobody on. I I don't think that makes that much of a difference. No. Because Irvin walks or um, not Irvin. Uh, Ivan Nova, Ivan Nova, the boo boo pitcher, <laughs> only walked away with one earned. Yeah. Um, and Burr had the other three. Um, so. Bad. Right now, I think he's got to clear his head. I think he's got to go down the minors, clear his head, and really kind of reevaluate reevaluate things. Yep, he could. That's the thing. He could come back up, but right now, gotta go. Right. Um, last one. We'll fly through this quick. Three guys that should be up by late July. My list is Dylan Cease. Yep. Ryan Cordell. Yes. Uh, and Zach Collins. Yes. Um, so I'll start with Cease. It's it's clear. It's obvious. He's dominating. You're not going to um, get any argument he from anyone. Dominated at the beginning ever. of the year last year in high A, double A most of the year where he was dominated, um, or not most of the year, about half the year last year uh, at the All Star break. I think is when he went to Birmingham. Yeah. Dominated this year. Two starts. I know they were only five innings each. I think ma- or it was five innings and six innings. I think. Yep. Both dominant performances. Yep. Uh, the pitches are great. 
pitch selection, pitch location, everything looks amazing from what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, Ryan Cordell, I, I don't see how he does not have, have a spot on the roster with Especially, Daniel Especially, yeah, what is happening? He can play right field for Polka. Like, we love Polka for everything he did last year, but that was last year. What have you done for me today? I mean, Ryan Cordell obviously is, uh, I, in my opinion, the way better choice. You know, he went and hit the cycle in AAA. Are you kidding me? Do you hear about you Bring hear him about up after that game. Bring him up in the middle of that game. No, Stop th- him think, after he hits the cycle think, and bring him up right like there. two days, maybe three days after he got sent back down, he hit the cycle. That's what I'm saying. Like, and stop the games. Bring him up at that moment. Like, yeah. <laughs> send some, injure somebody in the, in the locker room and send him up. <laughs> right. Uh, my last one is Zach Collins. So this is why I tell you. All the time. The yeah. Average is an overrated stat, right? Tim Anderson with a four five three average. We keep we keep <laughs> saying over and over that like Collins is, is whitening up the ball. Yeah. Right. He's he's doing great in triple A. Right. Is. So if you look at his numbers, and, and this was an article that was posted a couple of days ago, but Thank you, James um, Fagan. Six six hits total. Six total hits, mm-hmm. five homers, and a triple off the wall, right? That left him with a two oh seven two oh seven average, right? 265 yeah. on base, mm-hmm. 793 <laughs> slugging percentage, <laughs> 793. Ooh. That is insane. That's crazy. So dingers, baby dingers. All that being said, I know that <laughs> in comparison to Birmingham, especially Charlotte is a hitter's ballpark. Yeah, and uh, it's things I didn't Collins, know actually, but go ahead. Collins is is taking advantage of that. Yeah, but that being said, especially. Since we're focusing, I think the focus, especially when with the hiring of Matt Lyle, the hitting yeah. analytics coach, and thank you for um, that. Jeez, we needed absolutely. that. Um, and the focus on more solid contact rather than just contact. Yep. Um, I think this is the reason why Collins' numbers are the way they are, and they're going to something like 207, 265, 793 slash line. It's it's something that's way too crazy. To be consistent. Exactly. He's gonna um, th- that average is gonna go up, and the dingers will co- consist. Yeah. And in addition to that, too, on base percentage continue. is more important <laughs> to me than than batting average. So like, um, eh. and stop. Hits are more fun. You kill me. <laughs> um, with that being said, too, um, he actually does. I think he's only had maybe one or two walks uh, this year. Uh, I think maybe one uh, so far it's in Triple A. It's a TA stat line. So. Um, and he's always been one that's n- been known to know the plate and be more patient. Yeah. Uh, so obviously those those two first parts, the, the the first two parts of that stat line, that slash line that I mentioned, they're gonna go up over time. Yeah. Um, even if the third part of that slash line goes down, it's still going to be solid. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's gonna be he's got to be that guy that's gonna be up. Before Sebi. Before Sebi at this point. Um, but Sebi Zabal is the truth. Sebi's the truth, apparently. <laughs> uh, all that being said, um, Sebi's slash line is 212, 235, 455 down in AAA. Yeah. Um, he's doing okay. He'll um, get those but heads I think up. he needs I think he needs a little bit more development. And they're also talking about moving him to a first base role. Uh, so we'll see what that looks like possibly in the future. Hmm. Does that mean there's gonna be a Wellington Castillo extension? Uh, gag me. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, 
so there's one thing that we like to do on this podcast often, and we haven't done it in a minute. It's the Minoso Minute, which is uh, talking about something that's outside the lines of baseball uh, because of what Minnie Minoso did for the White Sox outside the lines of baseball. So for me, I want to take a moment in reflection on um, Jackie Robinson Day yesterday and just the awesome, awesome spectacle that is Jackie Robinson Day in the MLB. Um, really freaking huge deal that uh, we had Jackie Robinson play for the MLB and uh, what he did for America outside the lines of baseball. Now, um, Tim Anderson actually did something really cool. He he went uh, and did a, f- a show, a private showing of uh, 42, the movie about Jackie Robinson. Uh, to his League of Leaders, which is his charity organization. And uh, that was really just something really cool to take a look at, at how he's impacting the community out there. What I want to see, though, is uh, with Minnie Minoso being something that's part of the organization for us, uh, take a day for the White Sox to just everybody wear the number nine. How cool would that be? How much of an impact would that make on the players that we have in the league today? We have three Cuban-born players that are starting every day for the White Sox in uh, Yonder Alonso, Yohan Moncada, and Jose Abreu. How much of a big deal would that be to have the first player that broke the uh, color barrier for Cubans and and Latin American-born players uh, for the Major League Baseball organization? That's all I got to say about that. Thanks for giving me the awesome minute. Uh, I'm just looking at the lineups here. Yep, we're going to the game tonight. We are. We're lit. We're excited. We're gonna be. We are currently six blocks away. Yeah, baby. So um, I'm looking around here, and uh, first thing I noticed on our lineup is we got Wellington Castillo catching two days in a row. Oh, boom. <laughs> boom. Boom. Another dinger for us. That's what I'm predicting. Let's right. go. So we've got uh, Leary Ke- uh, Garcia leading us off. We got Yoan Mancata batting second. We got Jose Abreu. We got Yonder Alonso. We got Eloy. That's a nice one, two, three punch, if you ask me. Uh, and then, wow, why is he batting six? Why we got T.A. batting six? Typical Ricky Renteria moves. Yikes. We could flip that with, I don't know what we could do, but I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay, moving on. We got Wellington Castillo, like I said. Thank you. Uh, uh, Catching two days in a row. And then we got uh, ass cheeks and ass cheeks, the last two two, uh, (laughs) eight and nine spots. Yeah, we get to see our boy Polka. (laughs) If we have enough time before the game, I think I'm going to make a sign, and it's going to (laughs) be 04... Like it's just gonna oh be a big forever. sign. Oh dash, and right now it's gonna be twenty nine. Oh, but wow. I'm gonna make sure that I have a my permanent marker with me that I have right here. I'm gonna make sure that I have it so I can cross out twenty nine for 30, 30, 31, 32. Yep. So <laughs> in case that that streak is not broken. Yeah. Hey. He, whoa. Wait. He's getting close to the Chris Davis mark. Pretty close. Wow. Yep. Everybody was so focused on that streak happening. We forgot what's happening yeah. on our own ba- in our you own backyard. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hot take prediction right now. Oh God, Daniel Polka hits dinger tonight. Ah! <laughs> All right. Well, we are gonna do a post game wrap up with you guys, so uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition. Um, and hey, uh, our boy Ronaldo Lopez, who we uh, were so high on to begin the season, he's coming back out for us tonight. What uh, What are your thoughts on uh, how tonight's gonna go? Like I said, uh, he's due for a quality start. He has not seen one yet. Amen um, to that. So I think he's due. 
Um, I think this is going to be his night. I'm going to say for Lopez, I'm going to say six and six and a third, six and two thirds. Uh, we'll go two earned. And uh, yeah, that's going to be my, my base right there. I'm Mr. Brightside. Mr. Brightside. I'm not Mr. Brightside by saying six and two thirds with uh, two earned. I am the positivity on this podcast, am I not? I think that's pretty positive. And I think that he's going to go six one earned. Six one earned. And this is going to be his bounce back start uh, on a on a crappy ball club. Absolutely. I mean, you just look at this Kansas City lineup and it, it is not. They got wit. Good. They got wit. They got Alex Gordon, Hunter Dozier. Oh, wow. I can't believe Ryan O'Hearn is their cleanup hitter with a uh, I can't believe Solera Ryan O'Hearn is a Major League Baseball player. Owings. <laughs> and then Gallagher, Cam Gallagher, and Billy Hamilton to wrap it up. So, Who yeah, has Lo- not been batting well uh, recently. Lo- Lopez versus start. Lopez tonight. I'm going to take Reynaldo. I'm going to take the White Sox. Um, uh, if we have picks to click, Tommy, who oh, are they going to be? <laughs> Let's talk about it. Uh, I got, I got um, Yonder Alonso. Yeah, he, had a, he had a ball into the 108 section yesterday, and that's going to be the uh, same ball but going to be a home run this year in the, in the Goose Island. Okay. So my pick to click tonight, I'm going to go with Guillaume Moncada again. All right. I know that, you know, that's Every kind day of that's a, your pick to click. It's kind <laughs> of a predictable one, uh, but Yoan, switch hitter. Uh, he hits better from the left side of the plate, or from uh, from pardon me, from the right side of the plate than he does from the left side of the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, he's facing up against a right-handed pitcher tonight, okay. uh, and Orhe Lopez. So uh, I'm wearing my Moncada jersey tonight. True, Fair true. Yeah. So all that being said, I am gonna go my pick to click, Yon Moncada. All right. Uh, so we got the Cubans that we're cheering for tonight. Indeed. So we'll be back with a post game in just a few hours after these messages. We're excited to partner with 26 Shirts again for the month of April. Not March. 26 Shirts sells cool t-shirts backed by an even cooler mission, helping people in need. Every two weeks, they offer an exclusive t-shirt for $25, and a portion of the proceeds for each sale goes to help a person or family in need or an organization heavily involved in the community outreach. Um, The artists who provide the designs receive a percentage, a life is impacted, and you get a limited edition sports-themed T-shirt and that uh, that will go into the 26 shirts vault, never to be printed again. Uh, Portions of the proceeds from the sales of these shirts go to help a person in need of serious financial assistance due to overwhelming medical bills. Uh, you can read more about this particular particular cause on the website. Thank you to 26 Shirts for sponsoring the podcast for the month of April. Go to 26shirts.com to order your shirt and help a worthy cause. Cubans, uh, we had well, not the only two Cubans. Anyway, we had Yonder and Yoan, right? And um, it was, I say, it was a toss-up. Total bases, we were dead even. Yeah, my guy went four for four. Being four for four is impressive. Don't get me wrong. With wild, he was one triple away from the cycle. 
Two singles. Two singles. A double. A double. And, and a, a dinger. Right. With. Come on. Think about that, though. That, if that's not clicking, I don't know what is. That's huge, right? Absolutely. You cannot ask for a better night at the plate than four, four for four, basically. And right? especially as a DH, like, that is all you're supposed to do. He's just supposed to get hits. True. True. And it's not necessarily his fault that, you know, guys are not getting on before him. Right? Uh-huh. Um, with that being said, though, that can also be said for my guy, Johan, who crushed the ball tonight. That was um, It was cool. Two spectacular home runs the first one i did not think was going out um but he extended his arms on it really took it out to uh left center <laughs> and you um, were going off on him yeah don't well i wasn't going <laughs> off on him you kind of were going off on whoever was making the call that he should be up there doing any sort of fake bunting or whatever that was <laughs> um at that at that first the first home run at bat uh second home run at bat you knew it the second he made contact oh it was, was beautiful after uh, liuri's uh two run oh yeah so. and that was amazing too liuri's two run jack i never saw that coming yeah they really uh they really got to uh their lopez yeah that inning um jorge lopez jorge lopez that's right couldn't remember the first name but they really got to him that inning you know with those back-to-back jacks which was huge so i'm gonna take we got to toss up on the pick to click but that run production definitely in johan's favor yeah run production is in your favor and i mean with all the hits you know two singles a double and a dinger the only run production that yonder had was his dinger one run one rbi so Fine, you can have it. All um, that being said, I picked. Oh, hold on! I literally picked the pitch that Yonder was gonna hit a it's dinger. True. Be uh, be <laughs> on the lookout on Twitter. That's gonna be circulating. Yeah, where, where <laughs> we're gonna post Tommy that. Tommy pulls video. out his phone, <laughs> and and I was like, I was saying to Steve, like, okay, the only way this, uh, I'm gonna be in contention for having the pick to click winning is if he hits a dinger right now. And then I was, like, holding my phone. I was like, I'll film it. I'll film it when he gets it. And then I, I wasn't filming at all, like, for the first, like, three or four pitches. I can't even remember which Hits pitch it was on. Yeah. And then I was like. pitch of the bat or something. Absolute dick shot. <laughs> yeah. And I just hit record right before it. I'm like, uh, he's going to get it on this pitch. Boom. <laughs> wild. Absolutely wild. My reaction. I think Tom enjoyed my reaction just as yes, much as. it was um, perfect. Wow. Just like a big grin on my face. And yes. Me dropping. You, Holy shit. You, yeah, you got to go on Twitter and see this video. It's hilarious. True. And um, perfect. Speaking of holy shit, mm-hmm. Daniel Palga, remaining over. Yeah. Over 32. Um, definitely my hot take. Yeah, you were like dingers, and I was like, big uh, hot take I don't today. know. <laughs> that was a big hot take. Um, remains over 32. Definitely no dinger. Definitely. Not getting on base today. Mm-hmm. Um, Got pulled for the defensive uh, yep. of defense. Defensive replacement, which was actually a great call. We yeah. saw that great catch by Engel in the seventh. Was that in the seventh? That was in the eighth. That I think. was in the eighth. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was the eighth to close out the inning. He got right. it, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was definitely the right call. Um, Leary may have made that catch in center, but, yeah, I mean, you want to angle out there when, when that's, that ball is carrying to the, to the fence. For sure. So, um, and, oh, hey, let's talk about this. Ronaldo Lopez. 
I was dead on, dead baby. On, dead on, Nostradamus. <laughs> and uh, hey, you, I, I was looking back on it, and you actually made the pick where you were thinking, uh, you know, Ricky's gonna stretch him a little bit, like yeah, we were talking about I went him doing. Six and a third, six uh-huh. and two third, because we've seen Renteria get into these situations where he doesn't want to tax his bullpen, uh-huh. uh, which was surprising to me as well. Like. He had a very, we'll talk about that in a second too, but his very unique approach to filling in those bullpen roles today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's why I went six and a third, six and two third, because I thought if he put him into the seventh, he may get into he would, some trouble. Yeah, and that's he would give that up that extra run uh-huh. would come in, that second or third run. So. Which may have been true, but uh, Ricky actually did a good job today with the bullpen. So he did. He saw all of that stuff we were saying earlier. Like, eh. I can almost see if if Lopez's pitch count was down, he definitely wouldn't stay in the game because his pitch count got high. Yeah, he was up at a hundred or so. Absolutely, he was. Yeah, he was above a hundred when he got taken. Yeah, out. yeah. So and he was he was high to begin with. Um, I think he was at about 40 pitches after two innings. So, so that's not very good. <laughs> but no, hey, the but he result, he got he a settled in, quality so start, and he like yeah, he start. just mowed through the lineup, which is exactly what you need to do against KC. The the one uh, the solo shot off of him, you had a big old eye roll going. But um, yeah, he was hitting his spots. It was, was, it was Lucas Duda too. He's got that kind of power, yeah, so he, he just, just got, got around on mm-hmm. got around on one. So, all that being said, bullpen, good. Really solid. What do you think of that Jace Fry one one batter? One batter. Approach? Dude, he's been doing that for like the last the last like four or five appearances Jace has had. Yeah. So like it, that's just what he's been doing with him. Instead of I, I don't know if he doesn't trust him or if he just wants to build up that confidence and possibly. say like, All right, you have one hitter you take out every time and that's it. And so like Jace just goes out there, takes down one hitter and exits the inning. I mean like, hey, if it's working, it's working. I don't think he's uh, I think he said, I think the stat went up on the board. He was one in six in the first guys that he's sh- uh, faced. So he's given up one hit in the last seven yeah. guys he's Guy faced. Hitters are one for six. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, or yeah, one whatever. For seven. And they're one for seven now because he just went out and did it again. Mm-hmm. So then uh, after that, he pulls in uh, Nate Jones, who finishes out the inning pretty solid. Yeah, honestly, probably one of the better, great, if not the best showing of Nate Jones we've seen all year. Yeah, true. And then, uh, you know, you got Kelvin Herrera coming in, cleaning up in the eighth, awesome. which is what he's Good supposed stuff. to do. And then freaking Kalame coming out and shutting it down. Absolutely. It was gorgeous. That's was, how the bullpen a, needs to work. That is a... Yeah. And that's your laundry list of guys, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kansas City, obviously, here. Yeah. Um, Don't forget. Let's not forget that we are we are facing the worst team in the division from last year. Yeah. Probably will be the worst division in the team, or worst team in the division. This but year. that all that being, like, all that being said, we have set, us our, set ourselves up for a sweep here. We have. Things are looking up. Let's go, baby. Things are looking up. I'm keeping it in. It, I'm keeping it into perspective. You are. But we might be getting shades of positivity here. Hey, I love that. Let's keep that positivity up. All that being said, Tom, this has been the Sons of Hanarchy podcast. Rebuild or bust, baby. In Han, we trust. Have a good one.